0: Thank you for joining The Bevel Talk, Season 13, Episode 3, Examining Beveling Processes. Today, we're talking with special guests Keith Polifka and Ron Rohrbacher from EH Walks. Let's get right into it.
1: Hello, welcome to Bevel Talk. Thank you for joining us. We're back with Ron Rohrbacher and Keith Polifka with EH Walks and Orbitalum, Gentlemen, thank you for being here again. Hey, thanks
0: for having us back again. Yeah, appreciate it.
1: All right. So I've been doing some thinking, um, and I want to understand some more. Okay. When I think of cold cut, I think of a lathe type system or, or, uh, an orbiting cutting head. Help me understand, help our listeners understand a little bit more. I mean, I know terms from machining class and such when I was in high school, you know, form tools versus single points, but what sets you apart? As orbitalum and what makes it so much better for the end
0: users, the welders, the guys that are cutting pipe and such. Well, the 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 lathe cutting and the uh, and the milling and all the things we talked about are, are actually on the walk side of things. Um, when it, is, as far as orbitalum, they uh, their main cutting is a, it's a milling cutting. It has a and it's it's actually the old George Fisher line of tube saws is what orbitalum uses um, they, had, they had bought that line out, uh, which is we actually used to compete against that years ago um, and uh, so they so they just use that milling cutting but on on the walk side of things uh, in that last session we had talked a lot about the different kinds of bevels when you get into J bevels and compound bevels and and uh, working with some of the heavier walls and that kind of dictates the the two different methods whether form tool or single point. And, uh, form tool is, is clearly the easiest way to do it because you as I had mentioned the, when you mount this machine, the slides are feeding in automatically as it's spinning around and it's pulling off these ribbons. And what, what works really nice is to have, you have a straight blade on one side that's making the severance cut. And then the other tool slide, there's a bevel blade and you can have just, uh, just cutting the left side or the right side or both and doing that, that V shaped, uh, double bevel. Um, and you're using a, a blade that has the desired angle so we'd mentioned before 37 and a half degrees kind of an industry standard uh, 30 is the other 30 and 37 and a half are the most common and so you have a blade that's sitting on that angle and as it feeds in it's literally forming that shape into the pipe so as it's pulling those chips away it's leaving that angle in its wake um, but it, it, as you could imagine if you get into larger pipe uh the thicker the pipe is the bigger the chip is and now it's pulling huge it's taking tremendous loads on the machine and at some point it's just too much there's we just did some pipe last year out at a at a coal plant that was a six and five ace thick pipe Goodness. and so definitely not form tool in that um, so uh, but the form tool is is so nice because you just let it go and when it cuts through your bevels on there uh, so that's definitely the preferred method. So as it, the pipe gets thicker, um, our, our new Dynaprep uh, split frame w- was designed to to really take on these kind of loads. And we did tons of testing on this machine, uh, putting it under. Uh, we had a load simulator that was basically simulating inch and a half wall, trying to double bevel that and letting it run days at a time just to find weak spots in the machine and, uh, and to make improvements. And So what okay. we so end when up you with, say split frame,
1: mm-hmm. I, I think of a clamshell. Is it something like a clamshell, yep. half and half, around a pipe? That's what our competitors call theirs.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. We've, so, we've uh, always yeah. been split frame.
1: So it's yeah, they, it, it's almost like Band Aid and Tylenol, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it, it's almost an industry standard, right? So yep.
0: So um, most of them now they'll say clamshell split frame. They, they
1: started using okay. our name okay. there as well. Okay. Um, See, I show my ignorance once again. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, form tooling is definitely the, the preferred way. Well, th- with, this, uh, with the Dyna Prep, we, we basically designed this thing to be able to do heavier walls uh, continuously. And so we did this by, by building a really robust ring. Uh, th- even the, the pinion drive, where the, the motor that connects to the m- machine, uh, there's a pinion that makes that, that connection. Uh, the, the engineering that went into that alone was unbelievable. It went through all kinds of evolutions. And uh, we use uh, worm gear tool slides, which are designed to take heavy loads without stripping out, because uh, that's a common thing with, with other machines out there. You get too much load and you start stripping out feed screws and feed nuts on tool slides. So the, the, the combination of all those things, uh, we're able to do up to a two and a half inch wall, which is a massive chip. and uh, But anything beyond that, uh, you really can't form tool anymore. So years ago, uh, Wax had designed a bridge slide, uh, which which really revolutionized in the field single pointing. And what this does is it's a, it's a bridge that you put across the face of the machine. So on this really thick pipe, you can make your severance cut. So it's just a square cut. And then you could put this bridge slide on there and you could put templates in it. And the templates can be that, that 10 by 37 and a half we talked about. You could do a 1030, a 1020, whatever the angle, whatever the weld prep detail calls for, you could put those templates in it. In this, this uh, bridge slide, uh, it also performs counter boring, but then you could take a, a screw off it and it becomes a spring-loaded slide and it'll follow those templates and now it allows you to single point and and when you're single pointing you're you're using a, a smaller cutting edge and you're doing it in passes so you'll you'll take off x amount of material it follows the the templates it puts the the detail the contour on the pipe that you're looking for and then you'll you'll bring it back out, go a little deeper and do it again, bring it back out and and just repeat the process. Uh, so the thicker the pipe, just the more passes it takes. Um, the benefits to that is one that allows you to to handle these larger diameters. And it also uh, doesn't put excessive wear on the machine. It's just a nice light cut, so you could still go at a nice speed. And single pointing is also really good for really high alloy materials, a real difficult to machine materials. Uh, as you get into to harder pipes, it starts to get where the, the material is close to the hardness of the tool that you're trying to cut it with, um, which actually brings me back way in the beginning when I first got into pipe cutting. Um, I was blown away that I could cut a piece of metal pipe using a piece of metal. Like that in the very beginning, you know, coming to, like I had mentioned way in the first episode, uh, that I came out of tree cutting, uh, I was used to cutting wood. And, I, and so it just blew me away watching how, how you could force a piece of metal into another piece of metal and start pulling a chip and, and how well it actually works. EH walks is an OEM of portable pipe cutting and beveling machinery based in Illinois with direct sales support and rental centers across the country. They're prepared to support you with any pipe cutting project. EH EH-WOX is also the distribution hub in the United States for orbitalum tube cutting, facing, and welding products. You can find both at ehwax.com and schedule your demo today.
1: Okay, so there's all of these different edge preparations. There's all of these different bevels. There's all of these different uh, pipe sizes and wall thicknesses and combinations. I'm thinking on row after row after row or trailer after trailer of cutting machines that a company would need to have to be able to do everything. How flexible are these different, uh, you know, whether you've got your split frames or your lathe type? I mean, do I have one, you know, obviously you said one that you had does six inch to 72 inch, but that can't be every tool you've got. So how does that work?
0: Yeah, no, that, that six to 72, that's only that milling cutter, that travel cutter. Um, but when it, when it comes to the split frames, uh, being that they're ring style machines that are going around the pipe, if, if you use a machine that's too large on too small of a pipe, you end up having to reach really far to reach your pipe. Uh, so, uh, you know, every, every. Brand out there would love to be able to, you know, solve everything with one machine, but realistically, you you just can't do it. You can only reach out so far before you start losing rigidity and you get deflection on tooling and uh, different elements come into play. So, uh, the the way that the machines handle the range is if you have uh, just, for example, a 12 inch ring, uh, which covers six to 12 inch pipe, it handles those different sizes by the tool slides dropping down and getting closer to the pipe. And then you make up for the uh, for the OD of the pipe and the idea of the machine by using uh, extensions for the legs. Uh, and this is one of the one of the areas, you know, I didn't want to get into bells and whistles of the new machine. But one of the really cool things that that we had done on our newest design is uh, just, for example, on an old 12 inch our old 12 inch split frame, you would have little half inch extension pads, three quarter, one inch, one52 two, two and a half and three. You had all these different pads that you would have to put on to accommodate all these sizes. And the new style machine will actually cover half of the range of the machine, three inches of range with no extension pads, just because the legs have got more travel. And then for the other half, there's only one extension pad. And a real clever design is that the leg just slides and clicks into place. And you use a little thumb lever and, uh, and a little lever that's on the side, spring loaded. You just squeeze that and the leg slides off. Um, But it's kind of been the industry standard to have that six inch range, because really, once you go beyond that, and we we definitely have, we've had all kinds of of weird applications, and we've pulled off things that engineers didn't think would be possible. Uh, But to, to get a really good performance, that six inch range works out really well. Uh, but a, a couple of years ago we also had come out with our pipeline series and that was really designed for the guys in that that pipeline market uh, because a, a very common thing and i and i don't want to take away what, from what might be a future segment someday but we have tool slides that are uh, tracking slides they're od tracking slides they're spring-loaded they have a wheel on them and they will follow the pipe so if that pipe is egg-shaped or out around uh, it follows it and does a nice, perfect cut and leaves a perfect bevel on it.
1: Holy cow!
0: And and so our our outer round slides are are about 13 inches long, so they're they're rather large. But it's because they have big springs that work really well. Uh, but that gives us the ability on those machines to actually reach out 12 inches, so we can cover a 12 inch range now with that pipeline series using those slides and some added on extension legs, and uh, and still be able to get good performance.
2: Yeah, so circling back a little bit, um I think the real answer to the question we had started with was the base machine is is the core, but it's the accessories that we can add that allows us to cut the different wall thicknesses, the different types of materials and all the other different prep configurations that we ultimately run into out in the in the industry. So the you know the different tool slides the different ways we approach it um including even the tool bits that um are anything from a carbide based bit to a high speed steel based bit all have to change and 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 are determined by the application so a little bit of what we have to do here is application engineering what's your pipe what's the material and then we can approach with okay this is the base machine tool These are the type of tool slides. This is the prep configuration. Oh, and what's your material? Okay. We'll give you that type of a tool bit to do it as well. So that kind of wraps it all back around as to how we can approach all the
1: different things out in the industry. I, again, I'm going to say it again. I think I've said this every time, but cutting was cutting in my brain until we started talking. And I mean, cutting is still cutting, but it's, it's not cutting anymore. Like, there is so much science and precision and tribal knowledge that goes into preparing these cuts to be more efficient, to be faster, to be easier for the welder to weld, easier for the machinist to machine. I, yeah, I, it's, I'm almost speechless. And people that know me know that almost never happens. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's almost funny. Cause you said,
2: you know, so a couple things you just said there, you know, the speed, right. The uh, ease of putting the machine on a pipe, everybody, you know, you'd think all oh, those aren't that important. Well, yeah, that drives the industry, you know, I mean, the the simpler you can make the tool, the faster it can do the work, the quicker you put that prep on we get to the welding, right? So, you know, this front end work that has to happen before the weld is even struck to that pipe is is quite critical. And, uh, you know, sometimes even underrated in the industry that people don't realize, hey, you know, this really, this work has to be done. And the more precision it's done with, the better you're going to end up, you know, some welds get x-ray quality, right? You have to actually have them x-rayed and you don't want imperfections in there. So there's a lot of science in this, uh, in this industry that, uh, that goes into it, not just the welding science, but everything else that, you know, the welding is the final part of what we're doing to put those two pieces together. And everything has to mirror up and match up to be able to
1: give you that consistency you're looking for. Well, gentlemen, Thank you so much for this. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again, to our listeners. I hope you're enjoying this and I hope you're learning as much as I am here. Um,
0: Thank you very much. We'll talk to y'all later. It's a pleasure. Thanks again.